Hello, hello, and welcome to the Your Latina Mentor podcast with your host, Isabel Restrepo, or Isabel Restrepo, as I got used to saying growing up in Minnesota so that people would understand me. And that's actually a perfect example highlighting what this podcast is all about, where I'll be sharing experiences, tools, and resources to navigate what it means to be a woman, a Latina, an immigrant, and everything in between what I like to call this human experience. Part of the inspiration for this podcast is also that I didn't have a Latina mentor growing up, and I wish that some of the things that I'm going to share with you, somebody would have shared with me. I am so happy that you are here. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Your Latina Mentor podcast. In today's episode, we're going to dive into how to manifest your dream job. And I'm so excited to talk about this. Uh, But before we do, I do want to make a couple of announcements. One is that I want to let you know that I offer human design readings. So a human design reading is where we go through your type, authority, profile, centers, and much more. And if you're new to human design, this means that we'll go through how you're designed to make decisions, navigate life, what energy you have consistent access to, how you process emotions, just so many things. And you're really going to leave with a better understanding of how your energy works, uh, leaving you more in tune with who you are and what you need to have a little more flow and a little more ease. And so you can book those directly on my website. And I also offer four readings a month that are in the gift. And so this means that following a reading, it's up to you to choose how much, if anything, you'd like to gift in reciprocity. If your financial means are limited, then you can choose a token amount or even zero. And there is no judgment or negative feelings if you choose this. It just means that my readings remain accessible to everyone, including those who would not otherwise be able to afford this kind of service. So at the time of this recording, this is an option. So go ahead and check out the website. I also have a course coming out September 1st, Manifesting Your Dream Life, where we go into how to manifest your dream life, (laughs) how to bring into reality all of those dreams, the visions, the things that you truly desire into this tangible external world. And so all of the information is also available at yourlatinamentor.com slash courses. So let's dive into today's episode, which is all about how to manifest your dream job. And I use job very broadly. You know, this can be career, this can be business, this can look so many different ways. But for the sake of simplicity, we're just going to go with job. And I've been able to manifest some really great positions also because I'm really good at what I do and also because this is the method that I've used that I'm going to teach you today because it's a mix of both, right? It's like, yes, I bring all these things to the table, but how do I actually get myself seen and recognized to be invited into these opportunities? And so before you even start looking at LinkedIn or wherever you go, look for jobs, before we even get to that point, I want you to start with grabbing a piece of paper and you're going to write the things that you're good at and that you enjoy doing. So that's going to be on one piece of paper. List out all of the things that you're good at and that you enjoy doing. Then on another piece of paper, you're going to write things that you're good at, but you don't necessarily enjoy doing. And this could look like so many different things. Like for me, 
I mean, I'm not so good at painting, but I really enjoy it, right? (laughs) Or I'm really good at organizing things. And yeah, I actually do enjoy that. Then the third piece of paper, you're going to write down things that you're good at, but you don't really enjoy. So for me, like I remember I used to do these reports and keep track of the budget and like work on Excel and yeah, I'm good at it and I can do it, but I don't really enjoy that. (laughs) And then on the fourth piece of paper, you're going to write something that you're not so good at and that you don't enjoy. So once you have these four lists all taken out, and this could be things that you're interested in, things that you do at your current job, things that you want to be doing in your future role. I mean, this is taking everything into account and you're going to look at the lists and the four pieces of paper, and you're going to assess and reflect and take a look at, okay, which of these lists, like where am I doing most of this? So I don't know about you, but sometimes for me, when I've been ready to like leave the job and go on to the next thing, it's like things I'm good at, but I don't enjoy doing anymore would sometimes be the bigger list. So you're just going to take a look and assess and reflect. Again, this is not about like judgment of like, oh my God, I'm doing all these things and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. This is just an exercise for you to like visibly see on a piece of paper where you're at and where you want to go and what are the steps to get there. So once you've kind of assessed and reflected and taken all these things into account, then you're going to write down, you're going to make up a job description. Okay. So if you're wanting to change jobs and you want to move into that next step in your career, whether that's leaving your nine to five and starting a business. I mean, it can look like so many different ways, or maybe you've been a coordinator for a while and you're ready to be promoted into manager, or maybe you're a coordinator right now, but you want to be moving into director roles. Like, right. Like, I mean, there's a couple steps to get there and I'm using a lot of like corporate speak, but so just go with me and kind of adjust it into what it is that you need right now. And so you're going to write down your job description and I want you to include what does your day to day look like? What kind of projects are you working on? How are your coworkers? How's your boss? Maybe you're the boss. What kind of team do you want to lead? What kind of team do you want to be a part of? Do you want to be a part of a big company or do you want to be a part of a startup or do you want to start your own company? Uh, What kind of clients do you want to work with? Do you want to work with clients or maybe you're into engineering and you just want to work on projects on your own where you're an individual contributor? Maybe you want to work from home or maybe you want to go into the office or maybe you want to have the option to do both. Maybe you want to work in really cool buildings or maybe you don't care about any of that. Maybe you want to travel as part of your work. Maybe you want to do a lot of workshops. I mean, this could look like so so many different things. And so you're going to write this job description based on, again, the assessing and reflecting on all the things that, that you're good at and that you enjoy doing that you can get paid for, you know, 
taking all of that into consideration and then really think about, okay, what do I want my day-to-day to look like? Do I have a set schedule? Do I get to set my own schedule? Can I start work at 11 a.m. and end at whatever time I want? You know, like think about, okay, when I wake up in the morning, what do I want my day to look like? And draw that into what this job description is going to be. And I'm telling you, this is really, this is a really powerful practice. I will say that the last three quote unquote jobs that I've gotten in, in corporate world, this is this is what I've been doing. I write everything down as if, yes, this job description exists and it's for me and that's all that matters. And you're also gonna wanna write, how do you feel at this job? You know, is it exciting to you to be able to work with really big clients and really big projects? I used to work on really big campaigns. I'm talking about the Super Bowl. I'm talking about the Oscars. And that was part of my description. I remember I wrote, I want to work with really important clients such as ABC, CBS, NBC Universal. And I used to work with all of those networks. And so again, get as specific as what feels comfortable to you and tie in. How do you want to feel at this job? Do you find it exciting to contribute in your your own unique way? So you're going to do that as well. And again, always going back to, okay, what am I good at? What do I want to highlight? And in this new job description, if you're good at something, but you don't really enjoy doing, but you get paid for it, that's when you reassess like, okay, is this something that I want to continue to be paid for? Or am I ready to expand a little bit and go outside of my comfort zone and develop these other skills? I also want to add that like the thing that you're really good at is probably so easy for you that you don't even think of it as a skill. Like for me, for example, I'm really good at meeting new people and becoming really good friends with them from the beginning. (laughs) And that for me is like very helpful when it comes to working with clients. So I used to do a lot of partnerships. I used to work with a lot of clients where I would manage the day-to-day conversation with them. Yes, we would work on really big campaigns, but also in between those campaigns where you need to follow up and just check in on them and all of these things. And so for a while I was like, wait, isn't everyone like good at this? That's just like what you do at your job. But no, that's a certain skill that I have where I'm able to really be warm around the other person and make them feel comfortable and kind of this feeling of like, oh, we're in this together and I've known you forever. And that's a skill that I've developed over the years, maybe because I immigrated to the United States and I kind of had to learn to communicate and navigate these different situations and different people. And ultimately like that has helped me in my career, right? So think about the things that you're really naturally good at that may seem so obvious, but these are the things that you're going to want to highlight because I am totally for that instead of, oh, I took all these courses and I did all these things and I pushed myself really hard to be able to learn this other thing that I'm not really good at and that I actually hate. Like how like yucky does that sound? I mean, And don't get me wrong, sometimes we do have to learn certain skills and push ourselves out of our comfort zone. But is that the thing that you're really going to want to dive into? I don't think so. (laughs) 
<laughs> or at least for me, it wasn't like for me. Yes, I was good at doing all these reports on Excel, but it wasn't like a skill that came naturally that I really enjoyed. It was like, okay, well, I got to do it and I'll figure it out how to get it done. But in my next role, it was like, how can we automate these things? I do not want to be like stuck in Excel world. I, I excel at, uh, pun intended, I excel at other things besides these spreadsheets. So how can I highlight more of the things that I'm really good at so that I can do more of that? And client management was a big part of my role when I was uh, working in the corporate world in nine to five. And well, even now I will say to you, like, I love connecting with people and I love connecting with the clients that I've worked with. And there is this part of my work now that I do where it's like, Hey, we're all human. Like, hello, we, yes, we're going to work towards a goal, but at the end of the day, we're still human and we're still people. And I don't know, that's a miss. I think a lot in the culture that is tech and media and corporate world, which is where I used to come from. So even then I remember I would say I bring the human element to business <laughs> because I do. And so you want to take all of these things into account, right? This is again, before you've even applied for anything, you have a clear vision of what it is that you want to manifest. What do you want this job to look like? And then you're going to work on your resume, and I highly recommend doing peer reviews. So if you have friends or colleagues or people in your network that you look up to or that, you know, if they have a job that you're like, wow, like, that's great. How do I, like, what are the steps to get to that type of role? Ask them for their resume. Ask them to look at your resume. I think feedback is so important. And if you've been at the job that you're at for a while, it might be like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to begin, which is true. That can be really overwhelming where it's like, well, what are the kids doing now with these resumes? <laughs> or at least I know that I've felt like that before, but it's all right. Get a couple samples and make it your own. You're going to adjust and you're going to take all these different pieces and then you're going to make it your own. So within your resume, you're going to highlight the things that you're good at. You're going to highlight big projects that you've worked on and you want to quantify things. So let's say instead of saying like worked with multiple partners, you want to say, I used to manage 20 clients, you know, like give them percentages and numbers and data mixed into what you're writing and what you're describing in your in your resume description in each role. If you've been promoted, definitely highlight that. You can do that multiple different ways. I highly recommend you go Google that part. I won't go too much into it, but there is a way to show, you know, that uh, growth. And, and also I like to throw in a little Easter egg. So that means that put in something in there that isn't related to work, but shows a little bit of your personality. So I think at some point in time, I was saying aspiring tennis player, <laughs> like under the skills, just throw in something fun in there that shows again, that you're a person and that it gives the other person that's looking at your resume, something to respond to like, Oh, they, you know, they used to, I think at another point I used to say I was a sixth grade trombone player. And yeah, that is true. I used to play the trombone in sixth grade. Can you believe it? <laughs> 
But I used to put that in my resume. And then that's something if the other person that's reading your resume, if they were in band, then that gives that conversation starter. So definitely add something fun in there. And then also if you've won any awards. So for example, I won the Going the Extra Mile Award when I was at NBC Universal. So I definitely want to add in there. It just depends like what if there's anything like that in your company where you're being recognized by a boss or by your peers, you definitely want to highlight that. Just this is your chance to shine and there's no need to be modest. This is totally my defined heart and Leo coming out, but like, yeah, show them how great you are so that they're going to call you, right? (laughs) That's part, that's like the whole reason to submit a resume. So then once you've got your resume ready, it looks good. It feels good. It's got that personal touch. It's got the quantified information. It's got the description that you're, that you're looking to go into the next role with. And sometimes if you're looking for a specific role, you might want to add some of those things into the resume as well. So that when they see your resume, it's like, oh yeah, this reflects what job description that we've put up. So they're like, oh yeah, this person fits with this. They're talking the language. So do a little bit of homework with that. So you have like one main resume that's like your like go-to. And then if there's a certain role that you want to go into, then you want to tweak the language to reflect the description in those roles. So once you have your resume ready, then you're going to reach out to your network And this can look like friends, this can look like family, this can look like the connections on LinkedIn, this can be the current people at work. I mean, I remember when I was living in New York and I had decided that I was going to move to LA, I gave in my two-month notice and people at work were like, oh my goodness, you're moving to LA, what are you going to do there? And I said, I'm not sure, I'm in the process of figuring that out and I'm currently job searching. And so that started the conversation of like, oh, well, what do you want to do? And all these things so much so that a coworker was like, you should talk to my counterpart at YouTube TV. And that's how I got connected. So again, I was seen, I was recognized. And this has a little bit to do with human design too, of me being a projector. It's like, I'm being seen, I'm being recognized, and I'm being invited into that next Uh, opportunity. So in this case, it was an opportunity to talk to somebody at this company. It just happened to be that they were looking for somebody at that time. It was perfect timing. But again, I had gone through the steps that I had just shared with you before that opportunity, quote unquote, magically just appeared, which wasn't magically at all because I had been manifesting and orchestrating it, even though it wasn't so like, I'm going to manifest this job, you know? Sometimes I can feel so intense. It's more of like, okay, these are the steps and I'm going to do it and we're going to figure it out. So reach out to your network and get the word out there that you are open to work into these other possibilities. There's always somebody that knows somebody. Trust me, I promise you. And if you don't, send me a message on LinkedIn and we'll figure out somebody for you. I love connecting people. Oh my God, that's actually like one of my favorite things. So I have a few friends who 
let's say I'm going to use my friend Ricky. And I hope that if you're listening to this, Ricky, shout out to you and shout out to my friend, Justin. So Ricky is my friend from New York and we used to work together at Telemundo. And I remember he was like, I'm moving to LA. I want to work in film. I'm pursuing my dreams and my passions. I don't care. I'm moving to LA and I'm going to become a filmmaker. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like hashtag follow your dreams always like Ricky did. (laughs) I joke with him still to this day. I mean, this was years ago and he did. He moved out to LA and I said, okay, you have to meet my friend, Justin, who is also a filmmaker, super talented, directs, edits, all of the things. And I hooked them up. I was like, you two need to talk to each other. I don't know what's going to become of it, but like go to meet one another and share information. And they've worked together. They work together still. They're BFFs. Well, I don't know about BFFs, but they're really good friends. And all because I was like, go talk to these two people. So I, I honestly genuinely love connecting people like that. So when I say, if this is something that you're like, send me a message. <laughs> And I will hook you up with anyone that I know. So again, reach out to that network. Okay. Then of course, there's all these job boards and yes, you can also get interviews that way. It it isn't always like through a connection. I've also had many interviews through just applying on the website. And although most of my jobs have been like 98% because I knew someone that referred me because I was seen and recognized. But anyway, that's just my case. That's not for everyone's case, but definitely go apply and you might see that you have most of the skills that are on the resume, but not everything. I say go ahead and apply anyway, because sometimes these job descriptions are wild. Like it's like two years experience with like 20 things listed. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's not even true. Like there's, this is impossible. So if you don't have all the skills, but you like the role and you're excited about it, I say just submit and who knows where that's going to go. What's the worst that they can say? No. Okay. That's fine. Then you move on. (laughs) Okay. So then most likely if this is a larger company, usually they'll have a recruiter that kind of does the first interview. They're going to kind of screen you, make sure that you know, you're a human, (laughs) that you're able to talk about what your resume says. And I like to just think of at any step of the interview, it's like, oh, I'm just catching up with a friend that I haven't seen in a while. And that's how I talk to people. It's like, oh yeah, I know you. Like, let's just catch up. Of course, it's going to be a little bit more formal. You're not going to be like, hey, yo, man, what's good? Although I don't talk like that with my friends. So that was a bad example. But you know, like, hey, girl, what's up? What's up? I mean, I'm not going to go into an interview like that. But I'm going to be like, oh, hi, how are you? Yes. Like, tell me about this picture that you have in your office. Or I mean, now that we're doing so many things virtually, it's like, oh, I really like that plant that you have in the background or that painting or whatever it may be. And just again, like approach it like you're seeing an old friend. I think that helps release some of the pressure. And when we go interview, sometimes it's like, oh my God, are they going to like me? Is this feeling of like, do I have what it takes? What if they want this? You know, I say scratch all of that 
they called you because they saw something in your resume that caught their eye. They're interested in getting to know you. And just as much as they're interviewing you, you're interviewing them. These are the people that you're going to be working with. What is your experience from the start? Do you like the way that the boss is asking you these questions? What is the attitude like? Do you like the way that the process is set up. I mean, these, again, like these are the people that you're going to be working with. So you're also interviewing them. If it helps you create a list of the things that you've done that you're really proud of, and it doesn't just have to be work related. Yes, of course, you want to have a lot of work things because you're going to use those in the interview, but then also some things that you're just really proud of. Like, heck yes, I go to therapy weekly and it helps me. Heck yes, I'm really good at setting boundaries. Heck yes, I made a move from New York to LA. You know, whatever it may be for you, like make a list of all of those things too, because right before the interview, you're going to take a look at that list to like pump you up to be like, heck yeah, I've done all these things and they should be lucky to talk to me. Then this sounds so intense, but I'm telling you, do it, do it and do the Wonder Woman pose. So if you're not familiar with this, this is where you're like standing, you're standing up, your feet are hip width apart and you've got your hands on your hips, kind of like Wonder Woman and just take a few deep breaths. If you're nervous, like shake it off and then stand in your Wonder Woman pose. Look at all the things that you've written about yourself that you're so proud of and pump yourself up before this interview. Again, like they're interviewing you, but you're interviewing them just as much. Is this the type of company that you want to work at? Is this the type of people that you want to work with? Is this the type of boss that I want to have? You get to ask all those questions too. So prepare for that interview. Always, they're going to ask you like, why this company? Why are you interested in this role? Do your research about the company. Look them up. Is there anything in the news that came out recently? Maybe they had, I don't know, really good sales. That team had really good sales the quarter before or whatever it may be. Like do your homework on the company because you want to show them that you've been prepared, that you're, yes, I am prepared. I've looked at all the details. I am also me and I'm bringing my special sauce to the table. I remember I had an old boss named Yanis. Yanis, shout out to you if you're listening to this. She was my boss at Telemundo when I first started there as an intern. And I remember her telling me like, what's your spice? And when you come into this internship, you want to you wanna bring your spice. Like, what's your spice? What's your Isabel spice? So that when you leave, it's like, oh yeah, remember that intern Isabel? She did it this way and she brought her spice. I mean, people might not think about it that way, but it'll be like, oh yeah, she came in and she, you know, rearranged all of these formats for the way that we filed things and it helped so much. I don't even remember what I used to do <laughs> internship. I mean, I'm talking like, I was like 2011, 2010. This is a long time ago, but I say that and I laugh because I actually went to work there full time afterwards after that internship, because I brought my spice. That was the way I, when I went in to do that job, I was like, how am I going to do it? So you're going to go into that interview with like, this is my spice. This is what I've got. I talk about the RAR. So the RAR is how you do it. The roar is what you do. The rar, like the rar, 
Like that is like you. How do you want to show up? How are you going to be there in that interview? How are you going to blow them away? And sometimes you won't blow them away and that's okay, but you gave it your all and you were you and you were authentically you and you're most like pumped up. Yeah, I've got this way. And that's all that matters at the end of the day, because let's say that you've given it all and they said, no, trust me that it's for the best. And I know it can be really disappointing. I have cried (laughs) getting no's sometimes, but I know that it's actually leading me to something better. The universe is saying, okay, either not right now or something better. And I fully, 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 fully trust that so, 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 so much. So it's okay if you don't get it. That's not the point. It's like, did I go in? Did I give it my all? And that's it. And then you move on. I mean, have a good cry if you want to, (laughs) because it can be disappointing, but then we get back up and then we go at it again. So let's say that the interview goes really well. You're moving on to the next round. Sometimes there's like five different rounds. So just keep going. You're going in, you're showing up as you, you're giving it your all, and that's all that you can do. Oh, I want to mention too, I forgot to mention this before, that when you're writing this job description, think about where you are right now and what's the next step to get where you want to be and not necessarily where you want to be in the long run, because there's going to be some skills that you need to learn along the way. So let's say that you're just starting out in your career and you're like, okay, I'm ready to manage a team, but you've actually never managed anyone in your life, like that's going to be a really big jump and you're going to need some skills to be able to get there. So if we think about the corporate ladder, for example, like you're a coordinator, then you're a manager, then you're a director, then whatever, like whatever all the other steps are. And it's because there's some skills that you need to get on the job. That's not to say that it's going to take you years to do so. Heck no. I've been promoted like within six months of having a role because I'm like, okay, great. What are we going to do? What's the next step? I'm ready to move it. I've got this. I've rocked this. Like, let's go. So that's not to say that you can't get from point A to C, but you're going to have to learn some steps in between to be able to get to that next step, right? So whatever that next role is, it's like, okay, what's the next step right now? It doesn't necessarily have to be, I'm going to go be CEO unless you're like starting your own company, obviously. But like, what is, what are the next steps that I need to do to get there? Right. And it's always going to keep growing. I forgot to mention that before, but I wanted to mention that. Okay. So you've gone through all the rounds of interviews and you're waiting to hear back. Follow up follow up with everyone that you interviewed with. If you have their email or if you're able to connect with them on LinkedIn, whatever. Sometimes the recruiter will say that you can't reach to them directly, but that the recruiter can send a note on your behalf, whatever, whatever means of doing this, definitely follow up. You're going to want to say how you're excited about the role, tie in something about your experience that you talked about in the interview back to why you're good for the role. Talk about something personal that they shared. If they shared something personal or a way that you connected with them, whether that's like, oh, so funny that like we're both from the same hometown or whatever it may be whatever that like point of contact was during the interview, you're going to want to talk about that. And again, highlight like looking forward to hearing back from you and your decision or whatever it may be. Again, it's like an old friend that you haven't seen in a while and that you're catching up and definitely, definitely, definitely follow up. 
you're not being needy if you follow up, you're not like being too intense. This isn't like the stupid dating thing where it's like you have to wait three days to call them or whatever it is. None of that. Definitely, definitely follow up. If you can do the handwritten note, if not, that's okay too, but you want to keep top of mind with them. And that is a great way to do that. And I will say from being on the interviewer side, that goes a really long way. It's like, oh, this person actually cared about what we talked about and they followed up with me. So if you haven't been doing that, definitely do that starting now. And it's going to go a long way because it's important. And so let's say that you go through the rounds of interviews and then you they offer you the job. Woohoo, celebrate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Celebrate that, man. Celebrate it. And never take the first offer. You always want to negotiate. Always go higher. Oh, no matter what they offer you. Maybe they're even offering you something that's like higher than the average. I don't care. Never take the first offer, especially if you're a woman, especially if you are Latina, because we are the most underpaid and that we're not having any of that. Okay. So, (laughs) so celebrate, but then you're going to counter, you're going to do a counter offer. I say raise that by like 20% or whatever you, I'm not even going to say what you feel comfortable because it might be like, Oh my God, no, I feel so grateful that they came to me with this number. Heck no. Yes. Feel grateful, but no, you are going to negotiate. They always have more money. Trust me. Every role that I've ever gotten, I've always negotiated for more and maybe it wasn't even that much more. Maybe it was like a thousand dollars more, but still that's a thousand dollars more than I didn't have before. Or maybe it's way more, right? Like it just never take the first offer. You always want to negotiate. And if it's way too low, then you walk away. That's all right. There will be other opportunities. You want to make sure that there's going to be an equal exchange for the energy that you're going to be putting into this job to the money that you're going to be getting back. And I know that you can do it. And I know it can be really hard and scary and uncomfortable, but trust me, never take the first offer. There is always more money on the table, always. And if you're not sure how to negotiate, I recommend just watch some YouTube videos. You can honestly learn how to do anything on YouTube. I mean, this is the part that we're going to go into the manifest your dream life workshop where you get comfortable being uncomfortable, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. So always negotiate, always ask for more, do your research to see what, what is the pay grade out there? If you have friends that work there, ask them if their company shows how much different roles make. And again, just never take the first offer. If you walk away with anything that I've just said over the past, however many minutes, never take the first offer and always negotiate for more. (laughs) Get your money, but seriously, get your money and then celebrate whether you get that job or not. You've gone through a whole process and sometimes it can be really intense. I've had some things where I've applied to a role and we go through five different rounds of interviews and then I don't get the job. And in the moment, it can feel so heartbreaking and so disappointing that it's like, okay, I trust that something better is coming. And it always does. It always does. Like, I remember when I was in New York, I was applying, I applied to this company. I don't even remember what it was called now. And I I think about it now. I'm like, what was I thinking? But I went through the whole round of interviews. They had me create this project 
and I submitted and it was like down to me and this other person and I didn't get the job and I was devastated and I was like, oh my God, I hate my job here. Like I'm never going to be able to leave. I'm stuck. No, no. But then, but then YouTube happened and that was like way more amazing than I could have ever imagined with like three times more of the pay. So it was like, okay, okay, things really do work out this way. So I get that. I get that the no can be disappointing, but trust that you have gone through so many things through the interview process that you're just learning for the next one. And if you're into human design, that is, I just spoke so third line. (laughs) So the third line is all about experimenting with life and learning through the things that you get into action with. So it can be like, okay, I didn't, you know, this next round of interviews, I can do this instead. And that just sounded like really third line. I digress. So either way, whether you're a third line or not, like you're, that's just experience that you get for the next round. And that's how you get that dream job or that dream role or that dream career. It can look like so many different ways and you get to be the author of what that looks like. And I also invite you to be really open to other possibilities that maybe beyond your wildest dreams. So for example, when I was moving to LA from New York, I remember being like, I don't care. I'm going to LA. I will drive a Lyft if I have to. I didn't even have a car then, but I was like, I'm just going to do whatever it takes. And then I got the opportunity to work at YouTube TV. And that was like the most money that I had ever made up to that point in my life. And it was way more like, magnificent that I could have ever imagined. And I'm sharing that with you because had I closed my mind off to like, no, it has to be this certain way, or like, it has to be the exact description that I wrote, like, then I'm going to close my thing, myself off to things. And I have you write the description because it gets the energy moving. It gets you focused. It gets you excited about whatever this next thing is even if it looks different than what you had originally thought. So yes, there is intention, but also leave room open for the universe to surprise you in a very magical way. And so I close this episode off with an invitation to join me in the Manifest Your Dream Life course. We get started September 1st, where we go through exactly that. What is the effective framework to be able to manifest? And that's what I go through. I teach you all the how. I teach you how to do these things. If you like what you heard today about how to manifest your dream job, we're going to go so much deeper and so much bigger into how to manifest your dream life. What do you want your love life to look like? What do you what do you want your finances to look like? What do you want your job to look like? What do you want your creativity to look like? I mean, this can go in so many different ways. And so we dive into all of that. And you can look at the website www.yourlatinamentor.com slash courses and that's going to have all of the information. I am so excited because I truly believe that especially as women and especially as Latina women that we have every right to one, desire the things that we desire and two, bring them into reality and not just think about how great things could be but actually build a life where you're like, fuck yes, this is my life and I'm so happy And I'm excited that I get to share it with loved ones and that I get to live this and that I've created this because when we fill our own cup, then we can pour from that cup, right? So 
if we take care of ourselves, we can definitely take care of those around us, whether that's family, friends, community. It just has this ripple effect of goodness. And so that's what we're going to dive into. And now I'm getting all fired up talking about this. I'm like over here in my room, like flailing my arms because I'm just so excited. And whether you've been intentionally or actively manifesting for a while, or if you're new to the concept of manifestation, either way, we're going to dive into things that are very likely going to be new for you, or just kind of up-level the things that you already know. So get excited. I know I'm ex- I can't stop saying it. I'm like, I'm trying to wind down, but I'm like getting fired up again. <laughs> And I will leave it at that before I get all fired up again, because I won't be able to sleep. Trust me. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Your Latina Mentor podcast. If you like what you heard, please let me know by leaving a review and sharing it with friends and family. If we aren't friends on social media yet, go check out Instagram at Your Latina Mentor or check out the website yourlatinamentor.com and we will see you on the next episode. Talk soon.